What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Terence, why is so happy, Terence? It's a new start of the, for the year, twenty <laughs> twenty for life. Yeah, for life, man. The bad dream is over. We can wake up yeah. from the nightmare that started in twenty sixteen. <laughs> and that nightmare is what Trump's presidency. Yeah, yeah basically, like, yeah, Trump's presidency. Because we are recording this on the morning of 8th November, Sunday. Mm. Uh, and we are just off the back of the, probably the biggest political announcement this year la, mm. of uh, Joe Biden beating Trump. Yeah. It's like, like literally like 10 minutes ago, he was giving his live speech, la, right? Yeah. And I think it was uh, the, the battleground state of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, shout out to Pennsylvania, which is where our university was before. We spent four years of our life. Yeah, not that it has anything to do with anything. Was it at the art museum there? Was it at the art museum there? That what? Well, only what at the art museum? As in the speech, uh, the speech. I don't know, I didn't watch the speech. I didn't have to watch any speech or anything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, but I see a lot of people, my friends from school online, yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, it almost has nothing to do with with like being being studying in the university or anything. Yeah, that's yeah we, we there was like almost zero interaction with the community outside of the school, like, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, like I think I was living two blocks away from West Philly. Mm. And like it really is a different different world, yeah. Yeah. And like everything you see about Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, Philadelphia when I first got there, I really didn't like it. Uh but yeah. then I grew to love it. Like. I yeah. grew to love it. So so in essence when I see uh, when I see people from who went to University of Pennsylvania Say yeah, Pennsylvania, we did it or something like that. I'm yeah, like, fuck that lah. It's a bit like it's like it's a bit like you go to Olympics and you support. I support any Asian country. Yeah, Asian countries, we did it. We won medals and stuff like that. Yeah, like, or if you come to Singapore <laughs> and you just live in like the CBD or something, you've never been to Sungai Below or something. Yeah, or you never Sungai tried chicken, never tried chicken rice or what? And then you yeah. say yeah, like, I went to Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. Yeah, 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 we yeah, the Singapore. citizens of Singapore. Yeah, so pledge ourselves, bro. Yeah, but it's okay. We we'll still. I'll, I'll just write on the ignorance. The general ignorance and just say, yeah, Pennsylvania, we did it. <laughs> Dude, and I was thinking, you know, there was all these theories about why Nevada and Pennsylvania are taking so long to count their votes, right? Mm. I think if you think about it, if you're one of the 50 states in the US, right, and mm. for once, you're having more global attention on you than ever before, yeah, why not fucking just milk, milk it, it up, it. man? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. a lot more people know Pennsylvania and Nevada now that, than ever before, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, just to be clear, uh, this is our, we are going to talk about this as our main Oh, topic, yeah, yeah, right? correct, correct. Yeah, this yeah, is not we, just the not small just talk rambling. rambling. <laughs> but but before we jump to all that, we still need to do that that plug, uh. Yeah. I I, I what, what I I think it's your turn this week. Oh, it's my turn. And uh yeah. because twenty twenty has thrown us so many curveballs, uh and now we have a chance of a fresh start. Let us all look into our social media and see what is worth casting out and what is worth putting putting more effort into. And if you ever think that Yalabad ever brought anything to your life this year, Please tell one person about it and make the make twenty twenty better for everyone. Well, I must say uh, that this new dad version of Terence is a, is a lot more optimistic than I ever known Terence to be uh, Like fucking talk about look into the heart and like think about what you want to project into the world. Fuck yeah, yeah, that yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no, good. No, it's it's good okay. advice. It's good advice, but hearing it from you is a bit jarring, la. You don't know one la. When you become dead, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. Eh? <laughs> That's why exactly. That one then I I got nothing to say already. I got yeah. nothing to say already. That's like the ultimate cliche. But I mean the, the I said to report, but the cliches are absolutely true, lah. So Absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. They just I it's, mean you can't help it, lah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, uh, I think our plug is working because last week we got a very nice uh, message from one of our listeners, uh, Instagram, Mulled Wine, I believe, mm. who actually, yeah, said she got hooked, one person hooked on our on our podcast. So thanks for that. Mm. See, it works. Yeah. Guys, be like Mulled Wine. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. So that was the plug. Now on to the thing that's probably going to be on the top of everyone's mind for at least a couple of minutes today. Mm-hmm. Fucking Joe Biden is president, man. Yeah, President Joe Biden from vice president to president. President, started, yeah. I think he, he first campaigned in 1988. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he was one of the younger senators ever no, to join at 29. Yeah. So he's been in politics for like 40 plus years. I tot- It totally slipped my mind and I only realized it yesterday that he was vice president to Obama for eight years. Yeah, yeah. So, he's, so this is all, this is not new to him, man. This is like the, I mean, you talk about wealth of experience. He literally was, you know, like, at some points he was interim like president and stuff like that, right? Or, or because when the president's on leave or something, I think the VP takes over for just for that week. Oh, yeah, la, yeah, la. yeah, correct, correct. So he, I mean, he, yeah. knows, he knows what he needs to do. So that's a good thing. At least, but, uh, whereas like with yeah. Trump, like, you know, when I remember when 2016 came by, everyone's like, how the, what the hell is going to happen? How's he going to... He doesn't know anything about the office. Like, what's he going to do, right? Yeah, but 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 I think... Okay, so so what has been your overall... This past week has been fucking ridiculous. Uh, you know, mm. like, you know, in Singapore, especially, we just have our own elections. And you know, there's yeah. election, there's voting results day. You tune in by 4 a.m., you know everything, you go and sleep. This yeah. one is you wake up, you go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep, and the fucking results are still not out. Yeah. But what was your... your how, how are you wrapping your head around the whole thing, uh? Uh, I think at the start of it, uh, like everything else in 2020, I realized like, oh shit, it's going to be different from every other year. And yeah, it was uh, because they took much longer to count the mail-in ballots and it should have been expected uh, rather than, than like for there to yeah. be surprised. It should have been expected that there will be a delay and, and I think the media and everyone, you know, pundits and everything should have basically, uh, you know, got us all ready that it's going to be a very long process, uh, which which... Uh, it's like everything in 2020, la, you felt like, oh, circuit breaker is going to be like one month then after that return yeah. to life for normal. <laughs> then after that, oh, phase two is going to be a while then we get to go clubbing again. Then now they're like, oh, phase three and uh, yeah, it might not, phase three might yeah. last for a full year or something. <laughs> it's like the theme, the theme of 2020. Uh, like, you know something's going to happen, you have no idea when the fuck it's going to end. I know Malaysia just extended their MCO by another yeah. four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so actually, yeah, so after, even after as it dragged down, I was just like, Ah, yeah, just the sign of 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's like, oh, okay, oh, president, okay, new president. Oh. Yeah. Whereas I think, I remember, I guess that's the, the difference in entertainment value. La. When mm. Trump got elected, right, as horrible as it was, yeah. there was a certain element of like, oh, shit, it's like the cliffhanger of season one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're going to tune in for season two. Uh. Yeah. Like, honestly, now season, I think that the season two is going to be what the fuck Trump is going to do in these next 77 days more so than what Joe Biden's going to do. La. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh, I guess I was just listening to some commentators on the, I think, uh, CIA, ex-CIA operative on Joe Rogan's podcast. He said, actually, I mean, let let Trump do everything he needs to do. Like, go through the process of a legal process and everything. Because ultimately, it will probably, you know, fail. And and then you get get on with life as so-called per normal. Um, But but the main thing is you got to let the legal process happen and not, not allow him to just like uh keep complaining that oh it was illegal and it's fake fake news and and there was a lot of falsehoods and everything lah. 
Mm. You know? So so is it is just you just got to let the process run, and there are going to be people in history who try to abuse the process, and and so, they're going to be proven wrong, lah. Yeah. So in case people listening are not aware, I mean, I'm assuming you all are aware, like, because you guys listen to this podcast and you're pretty fucking smart. Yeah. Uh, that Trump has been tweeting almost like f- like false claims about how he has won the election, it was robbed. And it's so yeah. fucking hilarious to see Twitter just put warning after warning saying this <laughs> this fact has been disputed, this tweet has been, makes false claims and all that. And this is the president of the United States, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a crazy thing. Right? Like then now, now that he, it's pretty much like almost confirmed that he's not, uh, he's not the president-elect and everything. Oh, he's not going to continue. Uh, it's like the media suddenly has taken this tone of like, Almost like looking back in the last four years, like an obituary, obituary kind of tone to it, uh, like you know, oh, 2016, and like a lot of, uh, a lot of Americans were caught off guard, blah blah, and it's almost like the last four years was like a really bad dream that everyone's now just waking up from. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, I also feel like uh, I know that there were, like at the start of the election week, I guess. I mean, mm. it's not even election day anymore. It felt like there was that similar sentiment if you look at the mainstream media coming out of the US that, okay, the Democrats have this. Mm. You know, they, they fucking have it. Um, and like, it just felt like, oh shit. Which is why at the start, right, to be honest, I was fearful like, oh my God, don't tell me the same thing is going to blindside the the Americans and Trump is going to win again. And then when he started racking up the, the, the votes and all that, I was like, oh fuck, please let me know. So I'm just... Wondering, like, for the media, because now, like, what you said, right, I also feel it like that, that the the mainstream, this is the mainstream media coming out from the mm-hmm. US. It almost feels like yeah. they're like, you know, okay, la, that was just an anomaly, you know, yeah. in our in our History. unpainted record. Yeah. yeah, you know, this was just one time we got on, now we are back on track. Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. feels like, uh, because the reality is, I think there was sentiment that there would be a fucking democratic wave. La. Mm. They would capture the Senate, they would capture the House and everything. But that's probably not going to be the case. And if you look at the numbers, Donald Trump still got 71 million votes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So America is still kind of divided. Yeah, so apparently, I think the the there's the most record record number of votes for a Democrat and also a record number of votes for a Republican as well. Huh? So, oh, yeah, so both sides, <laughs> there were waves on both sides. It just happened that one wave was slightly bigger than the other wave. Huh? It's, it's, yeah. It just tells you... Um, yeah, that's why there were some, there were some commentators like... Like people that I respect, like Adam Grant, the professor, the management. I think the the professor from Wharton who writes very good books about uh, management and everything. He he says he's depressed uh, because uh, this election, in spite of everything that Trump has shown and proven to be, uh, that there are still you know seventy one million, million people. <laughs> people who are willing to look past that and vote him into office uh. No, exactly. Yeah. That, that is so fucking scary. And I've heard uh, a few, or read a bunch of articles from, you know, the CNNs and ABCs and all where, yeah, it almost feels like, oh, now it's time for change and all yeah. that. Like, fuck, man. And I was watching the speech by Biden just now. Yeah, he's got all the buzzwords and all. But at the back of my head, I'm like, okay, that's just in Pennsylvania. But there are protests happening around the country of, of, like, of people amongst the 71 million people who voted for the other president. Like what you said. Like how how... It's going to be fucking hard. La. So it's mm. like, okay, so I also had to educate myself before this podcast to clarify my understanding of the whole relationship between the Senate and the House because it mm. always mm. fucking confuses me. Are you clear about that? No. Uh, I mean, I, okay. I, I broadly speaking, la, but I, the, the, the intricacies, I'm not sure. Okay, so essentially, uh, for anyone listening who also might be 
sometimes clouded about this. Um, the yeah, the US government has three main branches. You got the executive, the judicial, and the legislative. So judicial is the law, lah. You know, the courts, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court. And all. Executive is the president and his cabinet, and his cabinet is made up of the fifteen heads of departments, like uh, uh, the Department of Defense and all that, as well as executive departments, agencies like the Na- National Security Council, blah blah blah. So the legislative is the Congress, mm-hmm. and this is where I always fucking get confused, also. But mm. What I know for a fact now is Congress is made up of the lower chamber, which is House of Representatives, mm. and the upper chamber, which is the Senate. Mm. So broadly speaking, there are 435 members in the House of Representatives, and each state has one representative, but depend, depending on the size of the state, they get more representatives. Mm. Um, and they each serve a two-year term. The Senate, there are two senators from each state. The senators are elected for six years, and there are 100 senators in total. So the senators are the more... If if correct, I I'm pretty sure this is the case. They are the upper chamber, so they have, mm. they are like hierarchy wise, they are higher than the House of Representatives, lah. Mm. So you know, whenever you hear, okay, you know, the Republicans control the House, the uh, the Democrats control the Senate and all that. Mm. I think that was one thing that Obama faced in his second term, where, uh, the moment there's an opposition controlling either the Senate or representatives, right, it makes things a bit more difficult, yep, If yep. you have a democratic president, democratic house, democratic senate, things can tend to get passed a lot more easily because anything that needs to be turned into a law, like a bill turned into a law, both the Senate and the representatives must uh, agree, la. Mm. So the interesting thing is, like, um, when Obama became president in two thousand and eight, his first term. So the the Congress changes every two years. The president changes every four years, right? Mm-hmm. So Obama's first term, the first half was Democrat Senate, Democrat House. Mm. So it was. That's why I think in two thousand eight, people were like fucking happy. We're like, fuck, man, it's a democratic wave. You got the president, the Senate, and the House. Mm. Then after his first, the first two year term, the Senate remained democratic. The House became Republican. Yeah. Then. Uh, Obama's second term, the Senate remained Democratic, uh, House became Republican. In the second half of his second term, mm. both Senate and House were Republican. And that's yeah. when I think, you know, everything he wanted to do was fucking hard. Yeah. So when Trump won in 2016, it was a Senate Republican, House Republican, and President was Republican. So yeah. that's where I think there was a lot more like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and then his second term, he the House went to Democrats and the Senate remained Republican. So already there was that check and balance are. now mm. the thing is I think it's almost confirmed that neither the like there's not going to be Senate House Democrat Democrat mm. it's going to be a, a Democrat Republican which I guess why the response maybe is less like fuck yeah you know like the Obama time people there was just like a real wave la. yeah 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 and I think uh, just just um because I think four years is very is, is actually quite a while back really the world was very different four years ago and all la. Uh, but people, it's easy to forget. Like um, four years ago, I think what I think we underestimated how how much people disliked Hillary Clinton, uh, right? And yeah. then I think that was a big reason why, especially us as people outside of the US, uh, we we know broadly of the main personalities in American politics, and Hillary Clinton has been there since the nineties already, uh, right? So yeah, yeah. it's a very familiar face. So we're like, oh, okay, you know. I mean, she she can't be too terrible, right? You know, she was the first lady and everything at one point, but I think within America itself, there's a there was a it was a very underestimated how much uh, there was a dislike for you know things she did, especially her ties with like the the banks during the financial crisis and stuff like that, um, as well as as well as you know like uh, in America itself, like the the divide between. 
the left and the right widening just at that, at that exact same point as well. Lah. So everyone yeah. around the world just thought that, oh, Hillary's going to hit it out of the park. which means she's a slam dunk decision to become president. Lah. And then Trump... And then Trump ended up came coming and like surprising everyone. And and there were a lot of people who voted uh for Trump as a fuck you to Hillary, right? A direct yeah. fuck you to Hillary. Uh whereas this time, because it's it was is Biden, it seemed like a much you know, I mean, he's yeah, he but he was vice president at one point, so it seemed like a safer pair of hands and Trump was has been so crazy the past four years and everyone knows like how he how coronavirus came and and you you know how he handled it like he he was you know he was doing a lot of, uh playing golf and doing a lot of other strange things so you would have expected that there was this giant wave that would come and sweep trump like as a one time mistake out of the white house like. but that wave never yeah. happened right it was yeah, essentially exactly. if anything like in fact now we can't definitively say 100% that joe biden is going to be president because yeah, la, there's still a legal <laughs> yeah, process to get through. La. But it's, it's just, well, it just really reminds you like how uh, America is such a big country, la, really. like It's not like Singapore where, you know, it's whether you live in Senkang or you live in Topayo or what, you, you kind of know. Singaporean. Yeah, all Singaporeans, you can relate to each other's issues and all that. Whereas in America, when you see the map of how like they voted blue or voted red and, and all, it's just, wow, it's very, very, very divided. All the coastal states are all blue and then all the, in the middle, you just just see this chunk of like real Americana, yeah. like middle America that voted for Trump. The Rust Belt, uh, the Rust Belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Singapore, you probably the most is like Yishun. La. Yishun <laughs> is our cast, la, right? Yishun, there's Singapore and then there's Yishun. No, we make <laughs> no, fun of okay. Yishun. We make fun of Yishun, but then at the end of the day, I think Yishun is still PAP stronghold, right? You know? I mean, I mean, Yishun, I'm sure, like any any part of Singapore that is that interesting, right? It's yeah. fucking dope. La. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I make fun of Yishun, yes, but... To me, if there's one place in Singapore that needs to be preserved, uh, Yishun would be among my choices. Mm, correct, correct. But uh, going back to the House and the Senate, so I think the Democrats are projected to keep control of the House, yeah. but the Senate is the one that is a bit uh, up for grabs like, because this is also something I learned uh, that uh, the, the Senate and the House are all voted by election, uh, by, by, by I mean, elected in by first past the post, which essentially means candidate with the most votes wins. Mm. But for Louisiana and Georgia, there's a runoff. Mm. And at first I was thinking, what the fuck is a runoff? You know, I've only heard landslide, mud runoff and all that shit. Mm. So basically in those states, there like 10 people might be competing. If none of them get a big majority, then the second, there'll be a second round with only the top two. So people yep. have a choice between this or that. So that only happens in January. Yep. So the results of the Senate will only come out then. But the House, I think the Democrats lost, lost a bit of the percentage. So... Yeah, it just feels like if anything is going to be a a, a a bottleneck for a lot of things. Like, because I know Joe yeah. Biden, he wants climate change to be under control. All this stuff that I also philosophically agree with. But whether or not it happens, holy shit, man. Who knows, man? Yeah, I think the, the big one is is foreign policy. La. Like how America talks to you know the rest of the world. That's going to change for sure, la, right? Because I think... Yeah. Uh, the role of the president or prime minister in any country, there's also a very diplomatic role uh, in terms of the tone that you take with another country, your press releases and stuff like that. I mean, Trump, he's not been very nice to a lot of world leaders, uh, no matter where you're from. Uh, I, I know there's been some progress on, on peace talks in Middle East and all that uh, and, and, and yeah. ties with Israel. But but for the most part, you know, we, we saw a lot of like, you know, name calling North Korea's uh, leader, he called him Rocket Man and stuff like that. 
Um, you know, it's just in general, the last four years, like you just see the lot of stuff that's unprecedented for a presidential can uh, president, uh, basically, the, the way he conducted yeah. himself. That's why, even there's this. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of steps that need to happen before Joe Biden takes office, and even the votes, you know, like what you said, right? We still is 99.99% uh, Biden won, mm. but we still the votes still need to be certified, and then there's still a bunch of stuff that Trump technically could do because he is still the president, yeah. and there's even this little thing called like the handover phone call, which is a tradition. Uh-huh. Where the yeah. uh, incumbent uh, calls and just you know acknowledges the incoming, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess I guess like what you just said, right? Trump has done so many unprecedented things that he might just fuck the call, uh. He might just yeah. you know like be a be just make life as difficult or the process as difficult as possible, uh. But then he's also if he loses, then he loses. I uh. guess he has no choice. But yeah, yeah, it almost feels like the next seventy-seven days is not that clear cut, uh. mm. Because when Obama took over, Bush. I mean, there wasn't this kind of pettiness. And when mm, Trump mm. took over Obama, also there was a, not the warmest reception, but it still felt like, okay, like, this is a process they respected. But Trump, right, who the fuck knows what he's going to do? Maybe yeah. he'll just start a war with North Korea or China. Yeah? Then he'll be yeah. like, all right, Biden, over to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 I think the funny thing is like, the moment this morning, um, while we were sleeping, the moment it was confirmed that, that Biden won Pennsylvania, uh, yeah. then like world leaders all started pouring in with their messages of uh, yes you know welcome back USA you know like we're happy we look forward to working with you again because we're talking about uh, USA a country that has like come out of the Paris Treaty I think the new uh, climate treaty the international yeah. climate treaty has abandoned the nuclear deal in Iran it has scolded NATO for the other member states for not paying enough money and he has withdrawn from the World Health Organization in the past four years. So everyone is like, yes, finally, let's, let's, the US, let's come back to the table again, let's talk. Like everyone's just ready to move on from Trump ready. <laughs> no, honestly, I think, I think, you know, like, you, maybe you have an annoying friend who maybe like, um, like has, I guess maybe when you are, how you say, what was my analogy? Like, let's say when you're younger and, you know, you're more concerned about material stuff and, like, parties and all that, it's like your annoying friend who's, like, fucking loaded, always get entry into clubs, can open bottle and all. He's a fucking Mm. asshole. Then uh, he distances, like, people like everyone hates him and people are like, fuck, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Then all he does is he goes for one meditative retreat one week come out and he says, oh, you know, I'm sorry for what I've done. You might still hate him, but you will think, fuck, no, uh, then maybe I can get entry to the club again and get free alcohol. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Everything will go uh, <laughs> put put behind and let's let's come together. Because ultimately, this is all, I mean, the US fucking, they are so influential, so powerful that any country, you can't, you can't not work with the US in some way. Right? Everything yeah. that, that happens there trickles down. Yeah. So it just feels like all these tweets, hmm, mm. hmm, but- well, during the during the counting process, right, in the last four days, do you, like, follow any live streams or just generally trying to figure out why this all this was happening, you know, why it was so slow and all this? Um, I mean, I try to... Like, what I understand is because the process this year, there's a lot of mail-in ballots and there was something that, that the, the way it was done was not like any before. La. So that's mm. why it took longer. Honestly, I don't know the intricacies and I really hope you ask me that question because you know the answer to it. No, I mean, the I, I did try to look a little bit into it, but uh, I think the main thing was that, yeah, la, like what you said, this year has been, uh, everything has been affected by the coronavirus. La, and I believe 
there was uh, people were offered the option to either mail in your v- ballot or, or go in person to vote. And, and you know, yeah, like, a lot of people chose to mail it in because why, yeah, why would you want to go and risk yourself when the coronavirus is hitting record highs in the US as well, number of new cases and all. Um, yeah. But the, the main thing was that the processes within the counting centers itself, uh, because you, you may just imagine how huge the US is, like every county has a different process and everything. Uh, there was no like unified process, especially across all these counties. Uh. So there were certain things like, you know, um, campaign observers. You know how like, even, even in Singapore, like when you go and count the ballots, like uh, there's a representative from each party that will go down to the counting center yeah. and then stand there and watch and see how it's counted. So apparently here yeah. there were, there was no protocol. There was social distancing. So certain places like, oh, you can stand, you must stand at least like six feet away, which is about, you know, 1.8 meters away. Uh, and watch and then some places is like you must stand 25 feet away which is like you know almost like i don't know uh six seven eight meters or something like that and then mm. there are some places you can't even stand in the same room you have to be watching from a monitor and then like uh, you know then how are you really going to be seeing anything if you're watching from a monitor like how are you really observing so you can imagine on the ground like people are probably like hey wait this is not right and then they make complaints and then they have to stop counting for a while and then they have to go and check with a person if you know if the complaint is legit. So a lot of this stuff was happening across the different counties. That's why um just the whole process of counting just was probably held up a lot of times. In fact, there was like uh there was even a live stream of the Pennsylvania Convention Hall or something like that where the oh, counting was happening. Yeah. So you could actually just log on and just watch and just see how they were doing it. Like. And then they will tell you, oh, you know, you see that pile of papers there in the corner. That's like the pile of uncounted stuff. And then I, I did log in like here and there. And I, it was like, sometimes it was in the middle of the night in the US. And then you see only one or two people there. Like they're already <laughs> pangkang already. They're done for the day. We're not doing any more counting already. So it was like, wow, they really like, you know, like workers' rights are the respect. Like, there's no overtime. I, I don't get paid overtime for this shit. Yeah. Uh, or oh, I'm a volunteer. I don't care. I'm just going to sleep first. Oh, serious? Uh? Yeah, yeah. So it's quite funny just to see like, oh, okay. I mean, this is a country that kind of does, you know, like uh, when you talk about, you know, workers' rights or whatever, also. They really they do. Uh, when the whole world is watching, when the yeah, whole yeah. fucking world is watching. They fuck CNN, fuck your live stream and everything. I'm just going <laughs> to like chill out and go home and have a beer. No, but it doesn't surprise me that you watch that kind of shit because like, you like that kind of like, you know, like ter- yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like Terrace House for voters. Yeah, la, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> for politics. <laughs> la. But yeah, it's also, it's like, the, 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 I mean, the past four days are also like, huh, how can it be so slow? And then I always remember yeah. like, you know, when you remember the US and then you did road trips and then like how fucking big the country is. Uh, that's something yeah, that yeah. you always forget. Like, especially coming from a city, a city like Singapore, you think everything's within an hour's drive, maximum hour and a half. In the US, yeah. you can drive three hours and you just, it's just, you don't just, see a person. You don't see a single person. A, yeah, you don't not see even a, a car. Person. Yeah, not a car. Just, just no, just uh, farmland all the way. That's the crazy thing. Uh. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then, just like, uh, I mean, the, the, well, I think, I mean, the nice thing has been, it's almost like, you know, the beauty of watching Game of Thrones last time is that the whole mm. world is participating in a global event, right? Yeah. And this one, it just feels like there have been so many memes that have come out. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're fucking great. And I don't know, it just feels like now what happens next is the most interesting thing. Uh. Just now, <laughs> I mean, I think the, you know, now like when, when in any any election is so personality driven yeah. uh, in terms of the person you vote. But whenever I look at these, these politicians, I don't know what to make of it because, okay, they're, mm. they're people, but you know, 
there's there's more to it. I mean, what you're seeing is just their persona, which is why, as in their political persona, which is why just now at the end of Biden's speech, right, it almost felt like an Indian wedding because mm. after he finished, everyone started coming on stage. They were playing like Coldplay. People, you know, were doing, yeah. you know, the awkward, awkward dance where you don't really yeah. know how to dance, but you're just clapping and moving yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris always doing that. I'm like, wow, fuck, what? What is going on here? Like, there are probably millions of people who are fucking pissed off watching that. Yeah, and yeah. it just boggles my mind that as a country, they are still like, yeah, like the election happened, but is everyone really that united? I think when Obama mm. happened in 2008, I wasn't as clued in. And I think maybe the world wasn't as clued in about the other side of America. So it felt like, yeah. oh shit, everyone in America feels this way. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. now I think people know that, nah, no. Like, have you been watching the right-wing commentators and all? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching a bit and, and yeah, there's a bit of anger about how how everyone's celebrating so much, uh, basically. Right. Yeah. It's always yeah, the the that's why even if you look at the debates, you know, when we were uh, talking about it, in the lead up to the debates, it's so funny, like right after the debates, you look at the left wing commentators and they're like, Fucking Biden killed it or Kamala mm. killed it, they they killed the opponent. But then you go to the right wing, they're like, Oh my god, Kamala sucked and you know Mike Pence was yeah. great and Trump yeah, totally yeah. destroyed Biden. It's two different worlds, man. Yeah, yeah. I think the the term I've been hearing is saw winners. In the, in the sense like there a lot of right, the, I saw a right wing commentator who was saying like uh yeah the left wing they are, what they're doing now is like I think AOC was tweeting something about like getting a list of everyone who supported Trump or was part of Trump's like cabinet and stuff like that. And 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 you know, like taking them down now, taking them down in the sense of like you publicly shaming them or or you know, making sure that they don't have like jobs in the administration in the future, stuff like that. So a lot of right wing huh. commentators are saying that hey, they're kind of that's a saw that's like very retaliatory behavior. Not retaliating, but but like very saw winner, like, you know what I mean? Like let's punish everyone who who voted for the other side. And 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 I think that's exactly the kind of behavior that 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 caused Trump to win the first time. Like, you know, people were very tired of being called racist, of being called, you know, uh, other derogatory terms just because they didn't they disagree with Hillary Clinton or didn't like Hillary Clinton la. and then they just voted you know Trump as a fuck you to to Hillary Clinton and the supporters la. so yeah. so so I'm yeah la, they, they are, they're saying that it's not good for the country that that everyone's on the streets I don't I mean I don't I haven't heard any news of like clashes between supporters although I've heard like Trump supporters going to demand recounts in certain states and things like that la. but uh, uh, let's hope it doesn't get to that stage oh yeah, so, I mean, even then, right, um, you know, like, I think, I don't know whether we have told this story on a, on a, this podcast before, but I, I know you and I were talking to this one guy who used to work at Google, probably still working mm-hmm. at Google, and he told us that when Trump was uh, elected as president in 2016, Google as a company organized internal counseling sessions mm-hmm. where as a Google employee, you could go to this town hall and, you know, like, learn how to deal with it. And then, that that was that's when they realized that oh fuck there are republicans within google as well mm-hmm. so that became a thing like why do you assume everyone just leans left even though we are in tech la? so mm-hmm. like what you said you know this whole vilifying of like oh it's just the the other people who don't agree with us don't exist i've seen some friends on facebook also say if you have ever been pro trump or agreed with trump before you know unfriend me now please because I don't I don't want you in my life and I'm like mm. fuck lah what kind of what kind of mentality is that yeah? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like like when we were talking to Narelle you know like there's a whole thing about let's whoa, be inclusive whoa, whoa. let's let's be inclusive uh. why 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 whoa 
No, I mean, because you're specifically the... pointing pointing out Narelle for this for this lah. So I'm like embracing everyone for it lah. <laughs> no, because she did say that one thing, right? You know, about mm. being inclusive mm. uh, and uh, including people on the exterior parameter and all. But then in the same podcast, she said, yeah, if you don't agree with my values and all, I don't need you in my life. La. So mm. then you're out. La. So it just feels like, uh, that's why I think Biden in his speech, he was smart enough to say that, okay, we there might be 50 states, but there's only one United States, la, which was mm. a very poetic way of saying it. La. But, the one mm. thing that also did occur to me is, you know, whenever people will gather in the US, there's all this talk about, oh, COVID this, COVID that. But then the fucking celebrations, mm. people are celebrating in the street, no? With champagne and masks off and like waving flags. But there's yeah, no yeah. mention of that. La. Yeah. But I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll remind everyone, uh, before we jump out and say, oh, these Americans are crazy. It was also during the height of COVID also, where we were still getting thousands of cases a day in the dorms, la. We also went out to celebrate. I mean, a lot of Singaporeans went out to celebrate Sengkang going to workers' party, right? Oh, we the Hogang. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. also did that. And then uh, and then we laugh about the US counting so slowly and wow, the process is also fucked up. Remember that whole fiasco about having to wear gloves and then and then sanitize your hands before you vote? And then in the middle of our in the middle of the day, suddenly say, Oh, you don't need to wear gloves anymore. Just sanitize your hands when you vote. Remember that? <laughs> so imagine like the person, whoever <laughs> the government person in Singapore was, who was in charge of like making sure that there enough gloves at every voting center. And then suddenly he's just told, "Oh, everything you worked on in the past two weeks is bullshit, lah." You know, we're abandoning <laughs> it by noon. And then, and no, then, then remember that eight p.m. they suddenly say, "Oh, we're extending the the voting because <laughs> the queues were too long. We're extending it by a couple people, hours." Then, yeah. Then the yeah. opposition was like, "Wow, what the hell? This is not this is not constitutional or whatever." <laughs> so it, it does happen on the micro level. It's just that we're much smaller than the U.S., so we we still settled it within the same night. But then the U.S. yeah lah, is much 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 bigger lah. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> exactly. It's like anything yeah. that happens here, you just multiply it by like a hundred or a thousand. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think like 100,000 maybe. Yeah, but the memes have been, they have been coming out like it's fucking crazy. Like now, I mean, uh, going forward, like what what kind of stuff will you be uh, following? Uh? Uh, oh, I mean, you know, there's all these rumors that Trump, his next big move is he's going to create Trump TV. Like he's going to create his own version of news, like Fox News and everything. Oh, shit. Because yeah, the brand is there and, and he's, I mean, he's politics, all right? He talks politics and he'll be like the 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 pundit, the hit pundit there and, and you know, he'll just, they'll just distribute whatever brand of news they want to distribute. Uh. And, and yeah. if, if that happens, then yeah, uh, I'll just be watching it for entertainment. Back to what Trump was uh, before he was president, he was entertainment. I mean, uh. I mean, in some way, he's like, as much as he's so easy to fucking hate and like, he, he does stuff that, yeah, like, it's, it's horrible by all objective means also. Mm. He's fucking smart. La. You know, now mm. the fact that he keeps on pushing this narrative that they stole the election from him, right? Yeah. It's, it's the best thing to do as a loser, right? Yeah, or yeah, you yeah. blame the game, you know? It's not me. So because whatever he transitions to next, whether he's going to be up for trial and potentially go to jail, he needs his supporter base to fucking believe in him. La. Actually, and why, just looking, why you say that? I said, what, 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 on trial, what will he be on trial for? Because I think there's all um, the stuff about, let's say, tax evasion or something, right? Mm. Or like that, that kind of stuff which he has been pushing away somehow. I don't even know the intricacies of how he pushed away all these different things or like the sexual harassment charges and all that. I mean, there, there is some possibility that because him being president... 
kind of I don't know it made it harder to 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 really use any leverage to get him to a proper trial and all that. Now mm. all that presidential power protection all goes away, uh, So are, you're talking about like uh I don't know what's the term. Is it presidential privilege or something like right? I think there's something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. something Some, like some that. immunity that basically it's um it is a very big no no to 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 bring a president to trial. That's why impeachment is such a big deal as well, uh, because it's like uh you, you can impeach a president. That means you I think they come out and then they vote and say that yeah, he fucked up. Uh but then they still don't charge him because it's a very big no no to charge your own president for for uh, uh, anything like right. So so that's where that's also something that the difference between a house and the senate, right? Because mm. the house is the lower chamber, senate is the upper chamber. Yeah. For impeachment to take place to take place, the house must first vote to impeach mm. the official, mm. which is in this case was pres- the president, and right? They did, right? And the they house, did. they did, right? Yeah, the they house, did. Yeah. And the house, but the house is democratic and mm. is led by Nancy Pelosi, who you know fucking hates Trump, yeah, yeah, But yeah. the senate is Republican and is led by Mike Pence, so the house can vote for impeachment. But when it comes to the senate, which is made up of senators who are ultimately reporting to Donald Trump, would you want to vote against your president who might not be impeached and who might mm. still stay in power? Yeah, Probably yeah. no one, right? Yeah. So that's where he may have been guilty, but the Senate ultimately still needs to vote to impeach him. And if they didn't, mm. then you can't say anything because they went through due process. Yeah. So so I think he, he also knows that, fuck man, there's a lot of things that could go uh, wrong. And even if he wants to start his own TV channel, which is honestly like fucking genius, mm. um, he would need a base of supporters, like which yeah. he definitely yeah, has yeah, now. Yeah. Like. It's a huge base, yeah. now, man. And yeah. who knows? In four years' time, he might run again. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, oh, Ivanka, Ivanka Trump might run. You know, yeah. no, because okay, honestly, you can imagine, right? You know, Joe Biden says on day one itself, they're gonna tackle COVID. If you're a Trump supporter, maybe you, like, you know, fuck Joe Biden. You purposely don't wear masks. You let yeah. it spread. You increase yeah. the numbers, and basically, Trump just sits back. And if numbers dip, right? Yeah, it would look bad on the Democrats, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know? about, yeah, I guess the lesson learned is that never underestimate your opponent uh, or overestimate your your popularity. And I think in this in this in this case, uh, the Joe Biden team and everything they didn't they they pulled out all stops lah. We had the Rock, we had o- uh, Obama the himself, Asia. we had Michelle Obama, yeah. all make very impassioned speeches uh, against uh, Donald Trump lah. And, and yeah. uh, even the the, 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 I think the interesting thing for me this time is that even the you know those people like Casey Neistat and and uh, James DeFranco YouTubers who are very influential all that they Philip keep, DeFranco uh, Philip DeFranco sorry James DeFranco <laughs> yeah. YouTubers they, yeah. they came out and they publicly said who they're voting for la. and usually the they they avoid talking about politics that much also in such mm. blunt fashion in such a blunt fashion but they felt like the they just they could not sit back and just watch Trump possibly become the president again. So they just yeah. needed to, you know, just don't vote for Trump, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, for anyone in entertainment, going political, there's a huge downside. Mm-hmm. You might lose a right. lot of your base. Yeah. So for them to do it, yeah, it just felt... I mean, to me, it just feels like, okay, the US is even more divided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... And, and, uh, even more divided. But I guess, <clears throat> I think, coming from the Singapore side of things, it's actually, um, I mean, we we do want to see, we don't want to see the US, you know, become more protectionist, like, right? Where, yeah. where it looks inwards more than outwards and everything. Because ultimately, like, uh, there needs to be some balance in the whole, in the global power system. Like. So if the US is very caught up with its own problems all the time, 
then then the, you know the rest of the world kind of just needs to sit back and just wait for wait for it to settle its problems before it can come back to the table to talk about like climate change to talk about nuclear treaties and stuff like that lah. Yeah, and we still need to win our Emmy and Academy Award, right? Can you oh. imagine if it's only for US <laughs> movies and US TV shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and so I, wasn't the exciting thing was that we were we were in the US, right? In LA during Trump's inauguration that period. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, correct, correct. And yeah, then yeah, when yeah. he announced yeah. like the ban on, on, I think initially it was a ban on Muslims coming to the US yeah. or something. Then it, people yeah. went ape shit and were protesting in the airport and all that, right? Yeah, and we yeah. were in Hollywood. Yeah, correct. We were working yeah. on a on a TV show and all. Literally, so, almost four so years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if they fucking there's no crazy rich Asians too anymore because they want <laughs> to just make crazy rich, uh, Michiganians or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so, so US, come on, come yeah. on. If you're listening, if you happen to be in the US listening to to us, uh, ramble on. Actually, it'd be cool to hear your thoughts as well, like wherever you are, because mm. we know we have listeners from I don't know out at sea, from Canada, from London, from France. From Germany. So, yeah. yeah. Germany. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, let us know what you think of yeah. uh, a Biden uh, a Biden White House versus a Trump White House. Uh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Biden. Cool. All right. Our our second topic is a lot is a lot lighter. Mm. So if you found that a little a little heavy, I guess well, I I guess you know we've been talking about you know a country being divided yep. and all yep. that. But you know, that every once in a while you chance upon something that aims to bring people together. Oh, not bad, not bad, not bad. Hello, not bad. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, from the king of segways, I got approval. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah that's pretty good. Yep. Because we just got a caught wind that Eva Air, which is a Taiwanese uh, airline, they have launched a speed dating for singles on flights to nowhere. Mm. Yeah, and it's four hundred bucks per person, three hundred ninety-six Singapore dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so speed, when you, you say speed uh, dating specifically, like, right? That means speed dating specifically. Okay, yeah. okay. That means it's, it's yeah. like a speed dating themed flight, lah. Yeah. So, uh, from from what is publicly available, um, the tagline is "Fly out alone, return as a couple." Hold <laughs> So there's forty people who will be flying on December twenty fifth. Yeah. Uh, right, and it include the price includes a hot meal, Hagendas ice cream, a Christmas afternoon tea. As well as travel insurance. Oh, it's a Christmas then, flight. Uh, it's a Christmas flight, is it? Yeah. 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 So, so they say it'll be three hours of flight time and two hours of romantic friendships. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, sir? Are, so they, all, are the, they given seats or do they have cabins or something? Um, I think it's seats, right? They, it must be seats, uh, right? I mean, the website is, they don't have an English version. So mm. I think uh, I will need your, your help with that. Mm. But I think... Yeah, I mean, so so what what did you think of this when when you first saw it? Uh? I thought of the Mao High Club. Uh. I thought they would uh, like be like opening cabins and then like, you know, like there'd be like uh, threesomes <laughs> and everything going on up there. Uh. But then 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 that's why I was asking: Is it just speed dating? Because uh? then it sounds like more like, uh, okay, you 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 get to sit in this seat for like the next five minutes, and after that five minutes later, a bell rings, and you switch to another seat, and then you talk to someone else, lah. Uh. So that that's probably more like what it is, rather than different. You get to stay in a cabin and everything, like, Right? Yeah, like I would think. I w- yeah, I would think there would be some, some organized interaction, lah. Mm. Otherwise, they wouldn't call it speed dating, lah. Because they yeah. they they're flying. It's I think a, yeah a five hour flight, and they mm. go over like the, the Ryukyu Islands of Japan. Mm. Oh no, Ryukyu Islands of Taiwan, um, and the the major cities and all that. And so there's a Christmas Day flight and there's a New Year's Day flight. Mm. So like, 
I don't know, like, <laughs> you know in Singapore, when, when SIA wanted to start the flights of nowhere, they, they U-turned, I think because there were there was some backlash for environmental concerns. Mm. La. Yep. But this Taiwan one, I don't know whether there's any backlash. But, I mean, I think speed dating on a plane, I would love to fucking watch it. La. If only mm. they could install cameras on the plane. Yeah. Then you just watch the whole live stream and see what happens. They should be charge money. Dope, they should man. charge money for that. Yeah, yeah basically. Dude, I, w- I would pay, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, you can control which camera you want to see. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. can like press the mic and then hear what this couple's talking and then what that couple's talking. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Uh, privacy issues, uh, privacy issues. But I mean, the, I know. that's the, when you you buy you buy the ticket, they already tell you, like, are you oh, okay? Yeah, la, yeah, la. You, you, maybe you even get paid to go on the plane. Yeah, yeah. But the, the funny thing I, I thought was that um, they... The they're expecting people to actually come out as a couple. Uh. That's like a bit much of an ask, right? I think. Especially speed dating. <laughs> if you can even get the phone number of the person that you're talking to, I think that's quite an achievement already, uh, right? So, but so the thing is, speed dating, people know there's a there's a okay, two minutes after that you fuck off and yeah. then you probably never see them again. This you're in a plane no for yeah, five yeah, hours yeah. no. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. And, right. and then the the thing is that like on the plane there's no internet lah. Uh, so you after you had a conversation with someone, you can't go and stalk them on Instagram or Facebook straight away, la. You kind of just got to just sit there and bask in. Let's say you had a very good experience with someone, then you just you, you can't go and check internet straight away to find out if this person has a girlfriend on the side or boyfriend on the side already, and just doing this as a creep or what, la. Yeah. So it's quite, Terrence, it's quite funny. This is a damn boomer comment. I was like, now planes <laughs> got internet, la. Oh. Yeah, but not every plane will have. That's the thing. Yeah, so maybe this one, it might be good to ban it, uh, ban the, like, really correct, don't allow correct. internet. La, because, yeah. yeah, part of the stalking thing. No, so it's just funny because 40 people are taking part and they actually have requirements, no? First yeah. of all, okay, you have to be single, household registered in Taiwan. You need to have a degree. Mm. That mm. was a bit weird. And yeah. you need to fall within a range of 28 to 38 for males and 24 to 35 for females. So even then, uh, there's gender difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gender but I mean, it, 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 it's, uh, in Taiwan, which I think... Uh, based on the, I also saw a recent survey on on gender preferences in Asia, la, Asia wide, and then yeah. yeah, there's still a lot of uh very traditional things that 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 you know uh that that women in in Singapore, for example, demand. Like, I think most there's a higher uh, Singapore is one of the highest percentage of women who expect their partners to earn more than them, la. So compared to other countries. Um, hmm. and also they expect the men to be taller than them as well uh. like I think like 80, <laughs> really, yeah. 80% compared to other countries like Thailand or, or Myanmar uh, it's, it's a bit different uh. so we have some I guess I'm guessing Taiwan also which very cosmopolitan city right Taipei and all they probably have yeah. some of these similar similar views about things uh. huh Yeah. expect the the partner to be tall are you, are you taller than your wife Yes, just slightly. I just I just made okay. the mark. But it's a, I think it was Love actually who who did uh who did this study across five different countries in Asia. So so I I could I guess we could share the article. But yeah, Singaporean women, you know, uh, we didn't they 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 did come across a little more a little more superficial than than the our neighbors in this survey la. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but speaking wow, of this really, like. Yeah. Have you ever, I mean, last time you traveled a lot for school and for work and all that, did you ever have that kind of serendipitous encounter where you were seated next to someone who was, you know, attractive and everything, and then you also somehow struck a conversation and ended up you, you know, left with like a phone number or a date, or, you know, a, a date planned or anything like that? 
Has that ever happened? Okay. <laughs> so, so I always go into a flight one, just hoping, you know, that, okay, this is going to be the day that I'm going to meet fucking yeah. like just a beautiful girl. <laughs> we're going to click and I'm going to... It fucking never happened, okay? <laughs> but there were two, there were two close calls, I guess. Uh, close calls in a the sense there was, there was one girl that I think when I was flying to Mexico or something, we had mm. a conversation, but I mean, she wasn't... Uh, into you. I mean, it was interesting... Hey, hey, hey. Hello, uh, no, no, no. I think she was okay. fucking into me. Uh, but uh, it wasn't a mutual thing. Oh. No, I don't even know whether she was into me la, and all that. Then but, why do you call it a uh, close call? No, at least there was a conversation. It. No, there was a conversation with someone of the opposite sex. That's a close oh, call for me when it comes to a plane. That's like first base, really. First base. Yeah, first base. That's like 95% better than everything else that happened on a plane. But yeah. then there was this one girl. Um, I think I mentioned to you on a previous podcast that the one time I got upgraded as a ex-SIA staff uh, mm. to first class, right? And I had that uh, curry from the kebab on my pants yep, and yep, yep. it just felt weird. So on that, that flight, right, that, uh, I think I was flying back from France and there was this one cute uh, girl who I somehow ascertained was Singaporean. Mm. So in the lounge, you know, I was like, fuck, you know. So I, w- I went up, I did talk to her and we struck up a, a, a conversation and I felt like, oh, okay, you know, this is cool, this is cool. Then we went to the plane. I think she was in economy class somewhere in front. I was in economy class. And then when I got first class, I just walked past her. I didn't say anything, like, but I just had the cool swagger walk or at least in my mind, I did. Like. Yeah, yeah. So then after that, I got off the plane there. I was like, you know, fuck, I just spent like 12 hours in first class. I'm a new man and all that and the waiting for the baggage and all that. I went up to talk to her, talk, talk, talk. They said, oh, you know, we should get coffee soon. So first of all, she gave me her, her name card like, for her work, yeah. which is never a good sign, yep. right? Uh, and then I was like, oh, so uh, then we were walking out. <laughs> then I but said, this oh, is like actually, also, she's also with, uh, she was also, she's your colleague no, 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 no. Oh, random. Okay. Oh, random. Okay. I chatted up someone random. Okay, so this okay. was collecting the baggage at the Singapore airport. I was like, yeah, fuck, mm. you know, the stain on my pants was just uh, uh, in the past really. I was like, fuck, yeah. okay, I got her number at least. So I said, hey, actually, do you want to go grab coffee now? She said, oh, um, actually, my boyfriend's family is waiting for me outside. <laughs> wow. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So yeah. as opposed to hearing about a girl's boyfriend on like a random networking event or something, mm. This one, I literally saw her walk into the arms of her boyfriend and boyfriend's family and her family. And then I just <laughs> rolled my own trolley out and uh, took no. the public transport home. And, and you probably <laughs> can imagine what they were saying outside as they were hugging. Like, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you. There was this guy who was pestering me. Yeah. You know, like I was just trying to get my baggage. I'm like, 12 hours in economy, the asshole slept That's in right. first class. <laughs> And like, I just like, don't want to be disturbed anymore. Yeah, then they'd be like, which one, which one? Then just, you know the one with the stain on the pants. Okay, okay, <laughs> then he's walking past now. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Then everyone, then I just fucking roll my stupid trolley out by myself. Yeah, yeah. Basket. And your mother was there to pick you up, I suppose. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, fuck you, la. no, la. okay. I just went back myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went back myself. Steady there with a box of vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> No la, no la. Harris cuts no, his man. own vegetables. He cuts his own yeah, vegetables. Yeah, I do. I do come on. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, Darren. Let's, let's just put it out there. But, yeah. <laughs> but what about you? Like traveling, do you ever have any experience? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, like you at that, there's always, especially like because we used to fly to like between Singapore and the US and all that. And those flights were fucking long. La. Like the, yeah. we were like at least 12 hours for one one leg. And then after one leg, that, la, one leg, yeah. Then there's a break. And after another, like six to 10 hours or something. And then depending, if you, even if you did the direct, it also was like 18 hours at a go. La. And then mm. you would imagine that, oh, there's a lot of opportunities to hang out with people. But every time like that, like you get to that, that point where you're actually in the flight, 
there's always something wrong. Uh, like they got a headache or like dehydrated <laughs> or your breath stinks because you like you can't get the server's attention to get you water and things like that. So there's just always something wrong. Like all oh, the stomach ache and the toilet is disgusting and you like you can't you can't take it. So so there's always something that goes wrong on the flight that makes me like uh yeah, all those romantic fantasies of like this why. flights being great and all that is bullshit, <laughs> la. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck all that, man. It's yeah, all a lie. Yeah. It's all a lie. If any of you have friends, and we have one common friend who told us about his escapades on yeah. flights, like right. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I would uh, in this day and era of fake news and all, I would discount that story by maybe forty, maybe forty percent nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe that much of it, lah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, just okay. If you think about clubs, the shit that happens in clubs, yeah. uh, I cannot fathom it happening to me last time, but they happen. Lah. So I mean, on planes, I'm guessing there's a fair amount of like uh, sexual uh, escapades. Lah. It's just I'm not part of any of them. Lah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I, I've definitely <laughs> seen people getting drunk lah, on flights. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, really, yeah. Really letting go and just like being really a real nuisance and everything. But yeah, it, it usually it's not a very attractive thing to, to be uh, drunk on the flight. Lah. Everyone's like staring at you or annoyed with you and all that kind of thing. This Whereas in a club, in a club, I feel like, you know, everyone's there to, it's self-selection, right? you're there to have a good time, you're not there to sleep or what, right? So, if you're a bit drunk and everything, it's like, oh, oh this, yeah, this yeah. is a fun person, he's a fun person, you know, that kind of thing. No, but, but not there's flight, this, this speed dating thing, like, I mean, I can you imagine if two two of them sneak away to go to the toilet or something? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> because this is not like a Pornhub organized flight or yeah, yeah, yeah. or like a, a Durex organized flight where there's there is a certain theme of like okay you know getting physical. This feels yeah. like it's very goody two shoes and like so yeah like it's just forty people on a flight also so the plane's probably not gonna be that packed with uh uh. People, I don't know whether they're going to change the inside of the plane to make it a little more social or something. Yeah. But the crazy thing to me is that this whole thing, uh, the flight, the date, speed dating, everything, uh, is at least as cheap as like the SQ delivering delivering food, delivering like airport uh, airline <laughs> food to your house. La. That's the crazy thing. Uh. That's how premium SQ can be, right? Like where... They just deliver food to your house and they charge as much as this like five hour flight with speed dating and, and where they have to screen your CV and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how yeah, premium. Singapore, you should be proud. Yeah, I should be proud. Right. Singapore, you just get this packed food that's delivered to your house. This one, you get yeah. a hot meal, you get Haagen-Dazs ice cream, you get a chance to find a soulmate, you get a five hour <laughs> flight and it's still cheaper. Yeah, this one, this one, you have to hope that the person delivering your food could be your soulmate la, in Singapore. <laughs> then maybe <laughs> then maybe you'll, you'll find love as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. But yeah, at least, I mean, it's going to happen in Christmas and New Year, so it will it will happen. We will get a taste of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I guess we can uh, re-observe it once it happens. La. Oh yeah, but, but I guess in the subreddit, it'd be fantastic if you, you guys told us of your stories of your serendipitous love stories on flights, ah, uh, because I always find those very fascinating. Like, like, uh, yeah, how how is that even possible? You know, it's like usually on a flight, like the last thing I want to do is to really be disturbed. Uh, I just want to sleep most of the time. There was that one guy who recorded this some conversation between a girl behind him on a plane, and then they went viral or something, and then they met up. Do you remember that? I don't. I vaguely remember, but. Uh, oh, I think someone else was recording them talking 
And then subsequently, those two people oh, got yeah. together. So those two, two people got together. And so the person was just... I, it, the, the video went viral because the video showed the first instance of them actually like meeting for the first time. La. I think, yeah. And I think there was live tweeting or something, but that one also had yeah. a dark end. La, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they broke up uh, and then the girl apparently ended the relationship but because her face had appeared in those videos that were seen by millions she yeah. got harassed la. Mm, so that had a correct. yeah uh, it reminds God me of one of those damn, things like, yeah. like uh, I think when I proposed to my wife it was like like uh, it was like right after sunrise in off the bank of the Charles Bridge in in uh, in Prague and there was nobody la. at least I thought there was nobody it was just us and the, the geese by the pond then after I proposed, suddenly I heard clapping from a distance. Then I saw some dude, <laughs> some dude, some dude, uh, standing there with his baby son, and they were both clapping, just hey, you know, <laughs> celebrating. And I was like, oh, hey, hi, you are like the only witness that I'm actually married right now. So, but but I, I never I never got his contact or anything. So I don't know if he ever like took a photo or a video or anything like that. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's quite <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, but la. I mean. Like, like we'll put a link in the in the show notes. I think the person was called Plain Bay. She was basically live tweeting a conversation between two strangers hitting it off on the seat in front of them. So it had a very nice uh, feeling like uh, 300,000 retweets and all. But then after that, people started realizing, oh shit, here's a total stranger tweeting about two total strangers and literally putting their lives <laughs> and their conversations on the internet line because yeah. it went so viral, their identities were eventually re- uh, released and all that. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. So planes planes cool. are the planes are the interactions on planes are interesting. La. Firstly, last time because there was no there was usually no internet on the plane, so like it's like time stands still it's for contained, everyone. Yeah, correct, yeah, correct, time yeah. stands still for everyone for a while. Then plus the fact that you are basically there's really no way out when you are sitting next to someone in a plane because I mean, you you can't really be standing around, right? And and you're really like stuck. It's not like a bus or or any car ride where you can get out and then you're you know you're off the bus. Mm. You're on a plane, you're mm. on a plane. You're stuck there. You're stuck there with this person for yeah. how many hours? So so there's always like it always feels like there's always some chance of something to happen, but ninety percent of the time or ninety nine percent of the time it doesn't. Nah. So if you are that one percent where something happened, please tell us the story. Yeah. yeah. Or if you were working uh, as a staff on a plane and you know of shit that has happened that. Uh, where it's been interesting because you probably yeah. have a bunch of stories la. I yeah, used to yeah. work in an airline but I was on ground doing digital marketing la, so I had oh. no clue what the fuck was going on in the planes la. Yo, that sounds like the very exciting department to be in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's> why, <laughs> just right. sitting at my window looking at all these planes <laughs> going oh man yeah 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 well, cool. Well, cool 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 and it brings all us right. to the positive one. side of everything yeah our one shock thing for the week yeah so what is what is yours Terrence uh, actually, I mean, my one shock thing is just very related to our topic or so, is that mm. for the first time in four years, the White House is going to welcome dogs back again. Oh, because, shit. Uh, Joe Biden has two dogs. He's got Champ and uh, what's the other? Major Biden. So I mm. think Champ was a German Shepherd that they got like, I think when they, in 2008 when he was the VP and everything, uh, much earlier on. And then 10 years later, they adopted a um, uh, German Shepherd from a shelter, so so this mm. one's a rescued. It's a rescued dog called, and they named him Major. So Champ and Major are now going to be the first dogs in the White House, and uh, it's the first ever rescue dog in the White House. So so that's mm. a, another very big achievement. Because in Singapore, I mean, uh, if you are a dog lover, you, there's been a lot of debates about the difficulty of 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 taking care of uh, rescued dogs versus you know. Uh, 
you know those uh bought those dogs that are bred for for sale la. so mm. rescue dogs are always a bit tougher so so the fact that now a rescue dog is in the White House is, is good for the profile of, of owning a rescue dog. Like, I hope it inspires mm. more people to, yeah, you know, you can actually find very beautiful, very loyal, very compassionate dogs uh, in shelters as well, uh, not just from buying from a pet shop. Uh. Oh, Lord, Mark. Yeah. That's nice. I think, yeah, even just that story itself just makes the White House feel, again, a little more human. Yeah, more homely. Because when Trump yeah. has been, been there, it almost feels like this fort yeah. of like, Fucking extremist Ivanka, views. Ivanka and yeah, Jared. And like, uh, yeah, fuck. And like just this elitist, like, bleh. Yeah. Just, yeah, the moment you bring in a dog. Uh. Yeah. And mm. even the Trump family itself just felt so, they, they felt so cold to each other. Yeah. And then, like, I think there was some released, uh, someone who wrote a book about, she was an aide to Trump and Melania. And she mm. was, uh, basically, I think Melania was complaining to her about why, you know, why, why were people still so unhappy with her? You know, I even have to, and she's, she was caught on tape and this tape was leaked. Uh. She was caught on tape saying, I even did the fucking Christmas lights and all that kind of thing. So like, everyone was like, huh? Melania Trump's even even shits on Christmas. That's how that's how cold she is, you know? Like even Christmas <laughs> like doesn't escape the the, the 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 icy cold depths of Melania's heart. Uh. So it's like, yeah, there's that, that kind of warmth has been lacking from the White House for so long already. I think I that's what she's going to... What, yeah. sorry? No, like, uh, I wonder what she's going to do now. I don't know. I, I mean, she, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people said like she couldn't wait to get out of the White House. Like she, like she didn't want to be there. Lah. So maybe she'll be happy. You know what would be fucking cool if uh, Melania and Donald Trump start a podcast? Holy shit, man. <laughs> that wow. would be so damn cool. But you think that so she would even say anything, man? Cool. She'll just be like nodding no, in the background. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. No one knows what she sounds like. Mm, you know, then yeah. Michelle Obama now has a podcast, right? Fucking yeah. Trump and Melania, man. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a reality. La. Like a Trump yeah. podcast for sure. Yeah, there's a Trump podcast. Trump TV, Trump podcast, Trump everything. Yeah. Yeah, so cool, what cool. is your one shook thing? My one shook thing is this channel that I actually used to watch quite a bit of uh, a few years ago and then they stopped uploading two years ago mm. but um, it's it's uh, their last video was two years ago so this came about because uh, I was uh, kind of doing research for this one project that Terence and I are brewing and working on which we will share mm. with you guys very soon yep. um, but it is this channel called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows oh. you heard of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah long time ago long time ago yeah so so it sounds like fucking depressing but all it is is um this channel where there's the guy behind it, his name is John Koenig, where I think he has uh, uh, expertise in like the history of words and and entomology of words, if that's the word, like the study of words and all that. So all et- he does... Etymology, right? Etymology. Etymology. Etymology, etymology so, is something else, I believe. Yeah, etymology. Yeah. So what he does is that he, he, in his YouTube description is a compendium of invented words that aim to fill holes in the language, to give a name to emotions we all feel but don't have a word for, which sounds very fluffy, but that's what he does. Every video, is there's one word that he created that describes a feeling that um, I think a lot of people will find relatable. So just reading some of mm. the, the um, um, videos that he has, it's something like a, a mori, the desire to capture a fleeting experience. Uh, kudoclasm, when lifelong dreams are brought down to a halt. So, the words are made up of root words that actually are related to the meaning. So, he just constructs this and he does mm. very short 
video essays just describing it and it's fucking dope, man. So the one that I saw uh, is this thing called Sonder, the realization that everyone has a story. Mm. Yeah. So so it's just a it's it's just a very nice soothing kind of thing. Um kind of channel that is yeah, it's two, three minute videos that are fucking dope. Lah. I love it. So why why did he stop uploading? I actually don't know. Mm. I don't know. He he gave a TED talk three years ago and yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't but know. That, that, yeah, I mean because I've been looking at a lot of uh all the old channels that I used to watch and like what happened to these guys. Like, you know, Magic or Rahat, Simple Pickup and all this. So, yeah. so you, there's always some dark twist to it. Lah. Yeah, that's the unfortunate uh, thing. But I don't know about this. I, the Addiction of Skill Sorrows, I've definitely, yeah, I used to to follow it and all. But yeah, I haven't heard anything from it for ages, man. Yeah, interesting. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a it's cool. very interesting, interesting uh, format of videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So yeah. so that's all for the presidential update. Yeah. But let's hope for uh, that the rest of 2020 also starts to feel a bit more uh, like like what life was before before 2020. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> before 2016, cool. uh, if anything. <laughs> before 2016. Uh, yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we can. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes, we can. All right. Adios.